Hi, my name is Yasmin Terehi, and this is Gateways to Awakening, where we host one-on-one conversations with leading experts in wellness and spirituality. Today's episode is about energy medicine and how to use your body's health to achieve optimum health and wellness. On today's episode, we'll be featuring our guest, Donna Eden. Donna is among the world's most joyous and most authoritative spokespersons for energy medicine. She's been able to clairvoyantly see the body's energies all her life, and her abilities as a healer are legendary. Her best-selling book, Energy Medicine, which I actually have in front of me and have read years ago, is the textbook in hundreds of healing classes. She has, with her husband, David Feinstein, built the world's largest and most vibrant organization teaching the hands-on use of energy medicine. Their most recent book, The Energies of Love, which I also have, achieved bestseller status on the New York Times relationship list. David and Donna were honored by the Infinity Foundation as the first couple to receive its annual Spirit Award for their contribution to the evolution of consciousness and its impact on society. And you can learn more about their work at www.learnenergymedicine.com. I'm so excited to welcome our next guest, Donna Eden. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, you are so welcome. I am really happy to be here. Wonderful. And Donna, can you tell us what exactly is energy medicine on your terms? Ah, well, energy medicine uses energy as the medicine. So all of these natural energies that flow through us and around us, uh, we, we can access those energies because energy already knows how to heal us. We just, you know, we just need to get in a flow with our own energies and, and literally know how to talk the language our body speaks, which is energy. And, um, and, and you can do so much for your body. You can do so much for your health. I myself healed myself of multiple sclerosis and asthma. And, uh, and we teach a program where people learn how to teach Uh, heal themselves or to work on somebody else who might need it. And you can work with any kind of illness, anything. Uh, You will always make yourself better. And many times you will heal yourself all the way. So I I think it is the most glorious, ingenious, natural healing program there is. And it's, it's thrilling to be able to use your own energies that come off your hands and put them on you and shift your energy. And nobody will have to tell you whether it worked or not because your body gives you immediate feedback that, oh, I'm better now, I can breathe now, or I can move my leg or I can, whatever it is. And I'm so convinced that our ancient ancestors used their own natural energies to heal themselves. And we are here today because our ancestors healed themselves. And now we've got it in our DNA. We all can heal ourselves. Mm. And, um, and so it is empowering. It is wonderful. I love teaching energy medicine. <laughs> Thank you so much, uh, Donna, for that explanation. And in your book, Energy Medicine, uh, you quote um, two folks uh, in the med- medical field, Norm Sheely, MD, who's the founding president of the American Holistic Medical Association, who stated that energy medicine is the future of all medicine. And you also quoted 
Albert, I'm going to butcher this name, Albert St. Giorgi. He's the Nobel Laureate in medicine. And he said, in every culture and in every medical tradition before ours, healing was accomplished by moving energy. And, um, you know, I, I want to, we'll get into the hands-on healing approach later because I know that's a, a really big foundation for your work. But for the audience, you know, I think the audience is uh, really a mix of people who are either open um, to this path, maybe are skeptical um, or people who are very much advanced, you know, on the spiritual path. Um, but I, I wonder if you could maybe share what the chakras are, what these energy centers are really quickly before we dive in. And then also what meridians are, because I think a lot of people have heard those terms, um, you know, and but they don't necessarily know what they are. Yes. Chakras are, are spiraling uh, wheels of energy uh, that come off your spine and move to the front of your body. You can also work with them on the back of your body. But each chakra is like an energy station. And it, it has uh, seven layers on each chakra. And each layer gives you information about, about what the person has gone through in their life. And, um, and, and also, uh, because it pulls energy from the meridians, you asked about the meridians, um, let me go to the meridians and I'll come back to the chakras. The meridians are like streamers of energy, just, just pathways that go through and feed the organs in your body. And meridians can get more energy off the chakras. And, um, and so they're very different. I, I work with nine different energy systems and they're all, uh, they all feed each other and they all are separate and have definite things that that each energy system does. I think that we evolved with these energy systems to support us and help us through life. And so they, they're, the chakras are, are electrical, they are chemical, they are energetic, they are uh, psychological, they are, they are spiritual, all of those things. And the meridians, um, the meridians, have all the acupuncture points on them. So if you've ever gone to an acupuncturist, you know meridians because that inner, that that streaming uh, is opened up when when an acupuncturist puts a needle on one of the points. Um, but you can also work those points with your own hands because, and then they're just acupressure points then, and you're not puncturing them; you're just pressing them or holding them, and um, it's. It, it changes everything when you really learn about energy. And I, I can appreciate somebody coming to this new, and this sounds like gobbledygook. <laughs> but for, for those of us like me, when Western medicine really gave up on me and said there was, I mean, I was on the path to dying and I wasn't walking and I, I couldn't breathe well and my mouth all over, I got tetany all over my body, which is how how everything just buzzes, begins to buzz, and it and it uh, sort of it felt like paralysis. And um, and I was told I'd never walk again. Well, that was, gosh, that was almost forty years ago. And uh, wow. I just I just started working on myself, trying to figure out what would make like maybe like the energy across my thighs from my hips to my 
knees didn't work at all. So I couldn't, I couldn't walk. And so I just did laying on of hands on my thighs to see what would, what would make them uh, move and what would make them work. And, um, and I went to five different specialists who said there was nothing more they could do. There was nothing that I had so much myelin sheath in my brain. It, it wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be able to do what I wanted to do. And you can't build back the myelin sheath, which of course wasn't true. I mean, we can, we can build things back with energy because that was the first healing system. And our bodies just, we, we, we gravitated to natural energy healing. And um, let's see, what else can I say? I can say that I, I love a skeptic though. I love a skeptic because when they come into one of my classes and I always have them on my stage so I can give them something that they need so they can have the direct experience. And um, and it's thrilling. It's just thrilling. And I, I think the whole world needs it now. Yeah. I, I don't think we have a choice because, because we are living in a world that we didn't evolve to live in. You know, the world we live in um, now, every square inch of our atmosphere has man-made electromagnetic energies that our body has to contend with. I mean, that constantly challenges our own energy systems. And we wonder why we lose our energy or we wonder why we're getting sick. Or, we, you know, our body didn't evolve with all this unnatural stuff with the microwave oven as well, as good as that is. We didn't evolve with any of this. So what we have to do now is to teach our bodies how to adapt or throw off that which our body doesn't want to adapt to. And we can, and we are. I'm, I'm seeing it all around me for the last 40 years, seeing what, what people can do to help their body survive in the world that we are in and that we will go further in. And uh, what I've also seen is that people age better if they start working with their energy and not what is unnatural, because what is unnatural sometimes can just be one more thing that the body has to adapt to or contend with. And, and, and it's, yes, there are places for medicine in our world, but but not to be the first thing that we reach for. It really must be the last thing we reach for. Mm. And well, I've just gone on and on. <laughs> Thank you, Donna. Yeah, you know, I mean, I want to also uh, dial into this kind of um, foundation that you've created, uh, the hands-on healing and the, I would say that, you know, to me, when I, when I read your work and um, have practiced your work, I would call it like a, kind of a mix of tapping, acupressure, and hands-on healing mixed into one. And so I, and I'm, and also, you know, the meridians are a really important point because you talk about them being the pathways, the energetic pathways in the body, and it comes from also Chinese medicine. And so the tapping actually alerts the different organs and systems and emotional centers in our body. And so I thought that that to me, that concept is so you know fascinating. Um, so I'm curious, how did you develop your body of work? Um, and then, you know, what are some of the most powerful methods that you've created for others 
to help people heal their bodies. Cause your book is, is like a chock full of so much information on healing different energy systems and different energy, different meridians. Um, you know, like I'm just for, so people are aware. I mean, there's like things like how to recover from jet lag, how to recover from insomnia, um, you know, having some sort of emotional, um, ailment. I mean, there's just so many, this book is just fascinating. It has a lot of visual, um, uh, representations and it really just kind of helps you figure out what's happening in your body. Um, and you can tap in in any which way you want. So yeah, so I'd love, I know there was a lot of questions in there. So let me know if you'd like me to re- repeat them. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Now, what's the question? <laughs> well, how, did, how did I, how did it get all developed? Yes, yes. The first thing I want to say is that I don't think anything that I thought that I figured, I mean, I figured things out, but I don't think anything is new under the sun. I think that I think that it came through me because our ancestors did this and that they figured out how to move energy. They figured out how to do an exercise that would shift something that was hurting you or they, they figured it all out. And, and I, I think I just stepped into it. You know, it was also true that I, I think that all babies born can see energy. Mm. But because we live in a culture that doesn't support it and doesn't keep it going, um, somewhere around a, nine months to a year old, it just goes out the window. It goes dormant. Mm. And because there's so much a baby has to learn that whatever isn't kept alive, it just doesn't stay. But what I've also found out is that uh, in my classes, people who have, who have studied with me for a long time, uh, who never saw energy, many, many of them can see energy now. It's like it did just go dormant. It didn't disappear. And they learned how to turn it back on again. And um, so I I was just incredibly curious. What I never used energy for healing until I was told I, I wasn't going to get out of here alive. And I had two daughters to raise. And that was incentive. That was incredible incentive. So I began, I stayed so curious. I think that's one of the biggest things that people could, could learn and take away is stay curious. Stay curious why something wasn't working or what did I do to make that work? Or, and that's how it all started. And, and I found, um, I just slowly started getting my legs back. I had also been incredibly allergic to everything. Um, I was always just a little bit chubby. And uh, people would say, well, if you just cut back on what you ate, but I didn't hardly eat anything. So I knew that the, the standard way of thinking about things that, oh, if you just cut back on calories, you would lose weight. Uh, that just didn't work for me. And so I began to see that it had something to do with my energy systems. And one of my meridians, spleen meridian, governs how you metabolize food. And I didn't metabolize it. I didn't metabolize it at all. So I was very allergic. And so I began working with spleen meridian mm. to help my allergies. And one of the amazing thing, I'll never forget, I hadn't eaten bread all my life because I was allergic to it. 
and uh, I never had sandwiches. I'd never eaten anything. And um, and I, I'll just say that it may have been because in that first week of life, I was very ill. And uh, they say that I may have, when I was 16, an uh, endocrinologist who was one of the top endocrinologists in the world said, my body didn't have two enzymes. It could not possibly digest certain things. I couldn't, he said, don't eat vegetables and fruit. That's like poison in your body. Hmm. And it was really true. It was, I mean, these things that are supposed to be so good for me, they, they made me sicker. So I, <laughs> it was amazing the first time I had bread and the first time I could really eat vegetables it was so heavenly, mm. and um, but but before it was it was really uh, so that was part of the reason why I think I got MS. My body didn't metabolize things, yeah. so I started working on spleen meridian and making it strong. And I got over my allergies, and suddenly I could eat things I'd never been able to eat all my life, and it was so wonderful. But here again, it was it was my curiosity. Oh my gosh, if that worked, maybe this will work. And I just started. And then you you find that your energies are very user-friendly. They they your body wants to heal. Your body really wants to heal, but you've got to get in alignment with how the energies flow. So uh and when I got well, when I was really well, I was probably very inappropriate because I wanted to share it with everybody under the sun. I mean, anybody who walked down the street, if I saw that something was wrong with their energies, mm-hmm. I wanted to yeah. tell them what they could do for themselves. And, um, and the very first class, I, I taught a class. And my very first class was for an entire weekend with anybody I could drag into that class. And, um, and it was a, a, for only $5. And so some reason you have to, you have to, they can, you don't give it for free because they won't appreciate it. So I charged $5 for the whole weekend, but I figured that would give me a uh, space to make mistakes and everything and just mm-hmm. try things out. And, and that was the beginning of, of everything. That was the beginning. And I, I should say one thing that I found that things didn't work if your energies weren't flowing as they were meant to, if they were scrambled, or if you were uh, in a state of being homolateral, which mean, meant that your energy from your right hemisphere didn't cross over to the left side, and from the left side to the uh, left hemisphere to the right side. If there wasn't that crossover pattern, sometimes exercises and uh, techniques didn't work. So we had to get the energies crossing over. And um, and so and every time anybody gets really stressed out, their energies don't cross over anymore, mm, so they yeah. can't think as well, and they they're a little bit more klutzy. So so it just it just grew all by itself, you know. Amazing, amazing, Donna. Yeah, and I think um, you know for people that want to learn more about the tapping techniques um, and and how to do some of the things that you've mentioned, um, they could check out your book. There's also a ton of videos online, so you could check out Donna Eden um, and just look. I mean, there's there's like some basic things that you say people should be doing every single day. So like the crossover from the right and left and. And I think I just want to set this up for our audience who might not be aware of the chakra system. So there's seven chakras 
And there's um, the root chakra, which we would say maybe is at the bottom of the spine, second chakra, which is in your um, uh, kind of close to your uh, gonads, um, sexual organs. Third is the stomach area. The fourth is the heart. Fifth is the throat center. Sixth is the third eye, um, the top of your forehead. And then seventh is your crown, the top of your head. And so I, so my question is now that we've set up the seven chakras and the, basically what, what people have found is that those chakras, and I think that the, the word chakra sometimes has uh, a, a connotation that means something different, but essentially they're just the biggest power, like power sources or energy centers in your body. Um, and this year with quarantine and the coronavirus, um, I'm wondering which chakras or which energy centers have been the most affected um, that you have seen and which chakras you think people should be kind of focused on and concerned about to keep themselves healthy. Well, okay. I would say that in the third chakra, people who have gotten um, I don't know, involved in some of the uh, conspiracy theories and not... And, <laughs> And, and and dealing with what's true and what isn't true, that really shows up on people's third chakra, and it looks uh, it 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 looks very split in two, and it's uh, you just you see a lot of loudness. It gets the colors, the energy looks loud. You can see geometrical shapes, and you can see people. There is nothing that flows smooth in third chakra when people are getting fearful and they're getting fearful and when they're wondering what's true and things like that. It's also, uh, there are so many organs in the third chakra that it's, it's each, each organ can start getting into trouble physically when people have all of this stress going on in that chakra. So um, let's see, uh, another chakra that I mean you certainly can if somebody's immune system is off you can see it in the first second and third really mm. strong and um well even in the fourth chakra you can see it but the first first chakra dealing with survival issues um I, I it's it's sometimes hard for me when I can go outside and walk on the street <laughs> because you can see when somebody is really low immune system. And um, if somebody is in starting to enjoy staying home and not going anywhere, uh, you can see it in their second chakra and in their heart chakra and even even on their crown chakra because they 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 can find that they can channel in information, they can pray easier, they can, they're liking their home. They like washing their floors. Yeah. I know it's been, it's, it's been good for me. It's been good for me because I've just never had the time to be able to fiddle with my garden and, and look at the trees and be out there. And it's wonderful to have, <laughs> to be forced to stay home. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Donna, it's so interesting. I love talking to you because you're such a positive, you know, just your energy is so positive. And I've seen that in all the videos um, that you've been on, like that your personality is just always this bundle of positivity. How do you, how do you stay so positive? I mean, is it the, is it the work that you do? Like, what is your typical morning um, look like? Like how many times do you actually use your techniques on yourself throughout the day? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I use them on myself whenever I feel them, whenever I know I have to have that exercise, like um, my energy can scramble if I get stressed. So I will immediately go to something that I call the Wayne Cook posture. And it's a way to cross everything over, breathe in deep and all your meridians hook up. And I, I'll do that when, before I ever get on a stage as well. But if I feel like um, in my house, Oh, I, maybe I've been sitting too long and even watching TV. <laughs> you know, I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll do that exercise and suddenly I'll have the energy to uh, go do something else or exercise or any of those things. I uh, Each day is a bit different, but I just love exploring my house and getting to know it. And, <laughs> I mean, I've been on the road for so long <laughs> and, and we made the road our home. <laughs> and and hotel rooms are home and gosh i love this settling in this earthing you know i'm i've gotten really in touch with the earth being at home mm. um like i'm looking out my windows right now and oh it takes my breath away trees take my breath away <laughs> and i think that i think that i've gotten healthier being home because i'll walk among the trees mm. and i think that feeds us all did you ever see the movie um uh, let's see fantastic fungi oh i did yeah i did pretty recently actually yeah. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> well i think the way that the trees do that underground and hook each other up and feed each other i think as we walk I can see the energy connections between humans and trees. Mm -hmm. And I think we need the trees just like we need each other and ourselves. And so I'm really happy to be home. Wow. <laughs> wow. So it's so nice to hear that. <laughs> um, Donna, uh, so you said that you could actually see um, the subtle energy on a person um, and see their auric fields. And I think this is a concept that, you know, it's definitely not mainstream. I, I know a lot of people, you know, in the community um, of intuition medicine who have either, um, you know, had this gift all their life or remembered this gift later in life where they could actually see energy on the human body. And, you know, I would, I would say that even with my senses, I can feel it. Um, I can, I can sense and feel people's emotional world, even before they feel it. And sometimes it scares them, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> uh, which is, a, which, which I used to think was a curse. And now I think it's very much a blessing, but now I know how to manage it. Right. Um, the, so I'm, yeah, so I'm curious, like, uh, so you can, can you see this all the time, uh, on people or, um, are there certain times when, it shows up more so than others. Yeah. So I'm just curious, like what that, what that uh, looks like for you. Cause then maybe you could explain it to people. Cause I think, um, it's, it's something that I think is, is popular amongst our circles, but, and there's also hospitals that bring in, uh, medical intuitives who are able to scan the human body. Um, you know, yeah. So 
Yes. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you back to, I'm going to tell you a story, okay? Okay. When I was really little, and again, my mother kept this alive. So it was just so natural. All the, my growing up years, it was the most natural thing in the world. It wasn't something like, oh my God, I can see energy. No, it wasn't that way. And I was 20 before I found out that the whole world didn't see energy. I had no idea. I, my first husband wanted to put me away in a mental hospital <laughs> because he said that was impossible and you cannot ever speak of that again. And, you know, I you might guess that we were kind of doomed from the beginning. Of us. <laughs> but <laughs> but it, it really helped me, for, for instance, to know that, he, well, he's a yellow life color, which means the furthest band out in the aura. Uh, we all have different colors. and. A yellow gets so logical and caught in their <laughs> logic. And I, it helped me to realize that about him. But going back uh, before that, when I was a really little girl, and I mean, I couldn't talk yet, and I could just barely sit. And my mother had put me on my porch, and I was leaned up against the, uh, the screen door. and But I was on the porch, and I could sit there steady. So I don't know how old that made me, but I was very young. And um, on the house next to us, there was a little boy named Sammy Hinka. <laughs> and he was sitting, but he was older. He was about five. And, uh, and I really liked him. And I was sitting there watching his energy. And I thought he was beautiful. But I had a tendency to see more of the energy than the physical. Mm. And I was just really transfixed. and. Then suddenly there were these three little girls that were five, about five years old, six years old, walking down the street. And when they got near Sammy, they said, we don't like you, Sammy Hinka. And I watched his aura just crushing on him. Mm. And it was just shocking. And I didn't know, I mean, because I didn't know they couldn't see his energy. I didn't know why anybody would say anything like that that would harm another person. And, um, <laughs> and 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 I, I just was trying really hard as a baby, trying to puff his energy out for him you know, and, <laughs> and protect him. And so it was it, it all these years since, I think that my life has been about uh, helping people. I mean, even before it, before I worked in the healing arts, but just, you know, I would never, ever consider hurting anybody because of what it does to their energy and the harm it does. And then how the chakras collect stuff. If you don't work it out, your chakras, you know, collect it. And it's in there and your old sorrows and old pain. And um, so, and it's a, so what was the question now? <laughs> <laughs> what did you ask me? Oh, I'm, I was, I just asked, um, you know, if you could see, if you, like how it affects you when you are able to see people's oh. auric fields and energies. And oh, totally. yes. Yeah. And yes. Well, th there are two answers, I would say. One is that, I mean, I've, I've really had to work with myself not to, you know, grab anybody off the street. <laughs> because if you see it, it's just, it's, it can be debilitating not to at least tell them or help them or do something. So I never had good boundaries because of that. Yeah. I, I wanted 
I really wanted to help everybody. And so, um, but now my joy is helping people know how to do it for themselves. And I have a big enough audiences that I can just do that, not have to do it on the street. <laughs> but I, uh, but I can, I, I, I can do this as I walk down the street. And if I see somebody who has uh, something like a cancer or heart disease, and they don't even know it, I can, I can give them energy and it doesn't come from me. I've, I really learned how to, you know, move it through me and just give them the best energy if I can. If, oh, you know. amazing. <laughs> Donna, so, I, a so question, question for you. Do, can you see my energy even though we're not physically <laughs> connected? Well, <laughs> what I can see, I mean, because we're not physically connected, it's not as good, let me tell you. Yeah. But I can see, I believe, I believe you're a double life color. And the life color is the color out in the aura that is the furthest band out. And it's, it's the color that, that that you will have all your life, whereas the other colors in your aura will change depending on what you're going through. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what you're going through in your life color, uh, that it will always stay. And I believe, <laughs> I believe, I, it may be strong in another part of your aura if it's not there, but I think it's your life color. I believe you're double life color, and I believe you're violet and kind of a, a rosy blue. Mm. <laughs> That's what I think. And and, and, uh, and and violet life colors are here. They they, they and let me see. I'll tell you something basic about a violet. Violets are on a quest to really it's a spiritual journey and uh, and they really must do themselves this time around and not everybody else. And um, I don't know if that makes sense, but they, uh, (laughs) and because this is the journey to really um, a journey about power about, but it's, it's not power over, but power with or power, you know, from on high or, and so violet seems to be your strongest, but that other color is very, very loving it's a kind of a rosy blue and it's, it's, it comes from your heart and your feelings and you, and you care. And um, it, I'll tell you something really interesting. I don't know anything about you, but <laughs> <laughs> violets often don't have children, but blues always do. No, that's a real split. And uh, the, the rose makes the blue different. It's, it's, um, I mean, if you don't have children as the blue part, you would mother others or you would mother animals or you would mother something or you wouldn't. But the violet doesn't do that. The violet knows that the highest journey is to empower somebody else to do this for themselves. And I have known violets who've had children, not many, but those who do, they are they are they really want to teach their kids mm. or. <laughs> You know, does any of that make sense? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's so funny. <laughs> that's oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's it's uh it's interesting because there are some points in my life where I have thought, yeah, maybe I do want to have a family, and then others where I'm like, no, I think my my mission in life is not dependent um, on whether I have a family, and so yeah, uh, I do feel Violet, that. 
Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Violet is, they, I'm glad you said that. Um, but you will, you're going <laughs> to, well, it'll, it's just going to be interesting to see how, I mean, Violets don't have to have a family. They don't have to do it because what they have to do is fulfill a certain certain spiritual journey. How's that? Mm. It's, that's what they are meant to do. And But because you're a double life color, I don't know how that's going to play out in your life. Maybe, maybe when you feel fulfilled on this other journey, you will find uh, that the children come in in another way or a family comes in in another way. It's like my husband is a violet, straight violet violet life color and what did he do he married into uh, married me with two children <laughs> you know you don't know how it'll happen and but but the first I would say the first it's only been in the last 15 years that he moved into uh, that father that father place mm. he was he, he at all he no it wasn't it he didn't care about having kids nothing and now, he, boy, what a great grandfather he is. He's a fabulous grandfather, but he could have never done kids. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's a riot. I'm so fascinated by that. And the rosy blue is, you said, just a heart feeling. Rosy blue is, well, the blues always have children. And so I'm uh, uh, the fact that it's a rosy blue. And now, rose, rose is, uh, it's loving. <laughs> it's loving. And it's, but... And, and Rose, you can often see it in around in your heart chakra too. And, um, but they often need to love themselves mm. and, and, uh, and, and just keep saying yes to yourself. It doesn't mean that you necessarily mean your heart on yourself. It might, I don't know. I'd have to see you, but, but Rose is an old fashioned color. It's an old-fashioned color. It's like everything else around you is about today and the future. Blue is about, okay, violet is more about now and the future. Blue is really being in the now and being in the now. And rose is your past, is something in the past. Maybe, and I don't know if that's somebody who has influenced you long ago or whether that's just come in when you were born, that that's an energy that you are imprinted with. Mm, so fascinating. <laughs> wow. <Yeah. laughs> wow. So interesting. Well, I have, I have more questions about that, but I'll, I'll pull it. I want to pull, pull us back into um, okay. some of the other, yeah. I'm like, this is for the audience. So not for me, but I'm very interested. Um, and by the way, if you want to to actually get a reading with one of Donna Eden's um, coaches. There's like what a, several thousand all over the world um, that that we'll leave in the show notes. So you guys can get access to this, and someone can give you. Yes, and uh, if, if they just want a, a reading on colors, I would say my daughter is the best reader in the world. Oh wow! And how can we find your daughter? Uh, see, oh my God, I think it's Titania. Go to my website, and you'll find her there. Okay. Uh, I think she's Titania at, oh, at innersource.net. I'm not sure because I never have to do it. I just <laughs> click a button. <laughs> oh, no. But she's really good. In fact, last weekend, she did a whole weekend online of just uh, on just on the life color, on how to uh, 
what it's about and how to see it and how to all of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Well, so her name is Titania Dolan. You can probably go online and just put her name in and you'll start finding it. Titania Dolan. Okay, great. And um, Donna, can you tell us about, so you wrote a book with your husband, David uh, Feinstein. Uh, am I pronouncing that correctly? David Feinstein. 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 David Feinstein called The Energies of Love. Um, so I I would love for you to set us up with the different sensory styles. I thought that was super interesting. Um, you know, in terms of my own relationship, I, I really like, you know, I've been thinking deeply about this, but we all have different sensory styles. And in the book, you talk about the visual, the kinesthetic and the the digital style. I believe those are the, the top three. And so can you tell us about each of those styles and also why partners often attract different styles? Oh, yes. <laughs> I think that that was God's joke. You know, <laughs> we're, we're, uh, in order to grow, we have to connect deeply with somebody else that pushes all of our buttons so that we can grow through those button pushers. <laughs> but um, yes, we all have different sensory systems and our sensory styles. It means that uh, when you get very, very stressed out, you will, all of your senses will go out the window. And I don't know if, if you've ever heard of this, you know, people, when I was a little girl, I used to people say, I'd hear people say, oh, she lost all her senses or <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. And you really do. You lose all of your senses but one. And that's why you are you cannot possibly be on the same wavelength as your partner because your partner is probably somebody opposite you. And um, so you cannot hear what they're saying or see what they mean or feel <laughs> what they're feeling or think what they're thinking. You can't get it. And because we because it's it's all on energy, it's about energy. Your sensory systems are energy. So, um, so okay, I'll explain them. So a visual. Now, uh, you will. It's usually your best one in life too. It's your best one, but under stress, it fools you because now you can't access anything but that system. When you're not stressed, you can access other systems, but it won't be as strong as your primary one. But you can access it. Under deep stress, you can't. So I will say a visual under stress can see precisely what you're doing wrong. Mm. <laughs> they don't see themselves. They see you. They see out of their eyes. They see out of their body. And they, they, um, and, and they do not think that they are saying anything harmful. They just so want to want you to see what they what you need to see mm. you need to be able to you know follow their uh, direction because this will make your life better <laughs> they want you to um i mean yeah and if you've ever been looked at by a visual when they're stressed out it is horrible yeah because you, yeah. they look you straight in the eyes and it uh, and you I, I being a kinesthetic, I'd lose all my words, and I wouldn't. I couldn't possibly uh, know if I was the one that did this or if I did that. I don't. I couldn't tell you. I just. I would freeze. So that fight, flight, or freeze, I would go into freeze. But uh, so a visual, yeah, 
so Donna, yes. So, so just to, to, so the visual is someone who, when they're in a argument with someone or they're, they're stressed out, um, they look directly at you and it's kind of like a direct in your eyes and the energy almost like flows straight to, I would say I'm a visual. Like when I get upset, I'm like very much like target. <laughs> I'm going to look you straight in the eye and challenge you. Um, you know, and so it's interesting. And so, and so oftentimes would you say like visuals end up like end up dating kinesthetics or, or yeah, 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 yeah. They, they, yeah. Or a tonal, a tonal, a tonal. See, I have the feeling you're secondary tonal. I'm not sure. Just listening to you. Uh, tonal. <laughs> yeah. So, so maybe we could talk about kinesthetic and tonal and what, and what those differences are in styles. Okay. So tonals here between the lines, they hear not necessarily what you actually said, but they hear something else. They hear what you meant to say. They hear, <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, yeah. And they also, they pick up the vibe mm. and, um, and in normal life, they have wonderful sense of hearing. And I, I for myself, I would probably go to a tonal as a therapist. There is a great way to pick which therapist you should have is the one that, you know, that can really hear you and tonals can hear between the lines. Mm. They pick up that vibe. And uh, but other people may say, if you're in a relationship with a tonal, the um, the visual might say, I didn't say that. I know the tonal, the tonal will say, I know the visual will say well, all the other types might say, I never said that. I didn't say that. And the tone will be absolutely sure you did. So, <laughs> and, and, uh, okay, so I can, so a tonal, uh, you know, it's through their ears, but it's also just all the vibrations around their ears. They pick up the nuances. Mm. And uh, so it's so much more than just what somebody is saying or not saying. And, uh, and one of the things about a tonal is they will often leave a relationship because they are so sure that they have been judged badly and that you, you would leave anyway, so that they may as well leave first. (laughs) A kinesthetic is me and I'm a feeler. I feel everything. Uh, And this is interesting. I'm secondarily visual, but I'm first kinesthetic. So that means that even though I see energy, if I, whatever I feel, I trust more than what I'm seeing. Hmm. And I, I do, I really, I feel everything. And so, and when I get very stressed out, I can lose all my words. And so I, so it's really hard to be with a visual, hmm. you know, it's just <laughs> next to impossible. And they think that you're just a, a babbling idiot. And um, so, uh, so what I learned long ago that for me to come back to myself, I can't look at you at all. If I'm stressed out, if I want to remember where I, where, what I'm trying to say or what I need, I have to look straight down my body. And it's like coming back to myself. Mm. If I'm looking at you, uh, if I'm looking at you, you probably shouldn't trust me because, <laughs> because <laughs> I'm seeing what you need, not what I need. <laughs> and I will go with whatever it is you want. Hmm. And so, <laughs> so if you're, a, and, so Donna, if you're a feeler, then you're not, you basically like kind of detached from your body when someone's 
you know, confronting you visually. And so the, the way to kind of remedy that is to come back into your body, to look down. You said to look down, to like, remember look down and a, a tonal will look down into the side. A kinesthetic will look straight down. Oh, interesting. Huh? To, huh. Uh, to try to be still. Huh? And okay. A digital is my husband. He's, <laughs> he goes up into his head and he actually uh, gets more articulate. <laughs> in an argument <laughs> it's like this is the most frustrating thing nobody gave us a chance in hell of surviving together <laughs> originally because because and neither did we because because he was this digital uh, he did who was i am right he was a digital first and a visual secondary mm. so his whole his whole stance was i'm right as a digital and you're wrong as a visual, you know? and so, and so. Oh my God, it was such a locked-in thing. And so, uh, but uh, as a as a kinesthetic, yeah, I'm a feeler, and I have to look straight down and then find myself. And and therapy didn't work very well years ago when I tried to get therapy because I actually had two therapists who were visual who said to me, "Oh, you really give your power away to men, don't you?" You can't look at me in the eye. Mm. <laughs> and it was just mm. so, uh, but I uh, eventually found a tonal woman who would get me. <laughs> Amazing! Wow, and wow! I wish I wish there was a ways we could figure that out. Um, you know, when we're looking for for different folks, because yeah, I think it's you know, it's a great class to take. That one is a great class. I think I've I've, I've been thinking about putting that one online because. It's so valuable to grasp this. It will it will change, you know, who you, who, and you will not feel judgmental about the other because you say, oh my God, well of course, of course he's 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 trying. That man who is being visual at me right now is trying to give me his precious gift of if I could just see the way here. You know, mm, that's so that's how that, you know so fascinating I think I'm I'm actually more like David like I do the digital and the visual and maybe sometimes yeah. you don't sound you don't sound like a visual you're you have you you so you think you're more digital ah <laughs> you could you be digital tonal yeah probably that's probably that could be it yeah that's, that's, <laughs> I get I up think in my head combo actually <laughs> except that digital's you you disconnect. Mm. You'll uh, do you do you disconnect? Yeah, I yeah. I think I'm like you're. I'm right. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. <laughs> here's yeah. here's what I see. That's so funny. And so obviously, you know, this has um, helped your relationship a lot because you've gone on to write this book, The Energies of Love, with your husband. You teach courses with him. I would you know say just watching the two of you. Um, you know, on videos and even just the the brief interaction we've had together with with David, it's just I love your relationship, and I think it's. Uh, May you know, I say, I'm going to butt in. Can yeah, I yeah, say it? It'll make me cry. But all the ways that we were utterly and completely incompatible are the ways we are totally compatible now. Oh my God! I am so lucky. I'm so glad I didn't leave him when I should have. You know, I'm mm. just so glad about that because. Because it looked like I should leave, but oh my God, uh, we we weathered every storm, and we are, and and so we both can grow now. You know, if you 
you're lucky enough to be able to do it with a different type than you, then you life gets so rich because it's also taught me those ways of being inside. I like somebody like me who I had no boundaries. I had no boundaries in my life. And I and it's not because he's taught me. It's because I, you know, I, I just can get into that rhythm with him. Yeah. And it's just heaven. It's heaven. Oh, amazing. <laughs> I love hearing that from a couple. Oh, beautiful. Donna, what do you want to tell our listeners about their health and wellness? What's sort of like your main takeaway? I, I by the way, I, I feel like I could talk to you for hours and hours about so many different <laughs> topics from relationship and yeah. That's why I think you have tonal in there because <laughs> because it's just it's it's very easy for a kinesthetic and a tonal because you do have that sense of you know, I don't have to have perfect words for you. Yeah, I get it. It's because I, because I'm, yeah, I'm intuitively feeling um, what you're intuitively saying. Intuitively feeling. That's right. It's, it's really, it's really wonderful. So um, what do I would like to say? I'd like to say that we were all born with this ability to heal ourselves and to speak the language our body speaks, which is energy. And, um, and I just, I, I so want everyone to know they can be more empowered and it's, it, it, it's thrilling. It is thrilling to know how to do this. And if you do have children, you know, your children can learn it from, from the very beginning. It should be in all kindergarten classes, <laughs> you know, from the beginning, children should be taught uh, about their energy so that they can take away their own headaches their own tummy aches. They could. They should be able to read that. Oh, I'm feeling this, or oh, I want, uh, and what that might mean, and uh, just all the things, all the things that are so wonderful, and that everybody across the world can speak energy. And I mean, I've traveled the world not knowing the language of people. I can talk the language of energy, and it's 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 really a uh, an empowering thing for the world. I think that the world just might be saved with energy medicine. <laughs> and I think that every government, everybody in government should know how to move their own energy and take away their stress before they get online with somebody from another country and get mad, you know, and not understand. <laughs> and they should understand their sensory system. And, you know, my, my youngest daughter, uh, has put out a book on uh, the five elements, a little tiny book you can carry on an airplane. And it's really good. It's so simple on, on, on the five elements and just all, just these languages of energy, just, and, and you will like growing older. How's that? <laughs> you will like growing older because I mean, it's wonderful to know that when, I mean, I mean, things will always happen to us, I suppose, but it's not, it is not a negative if you know what to do about that. If you know how to heal yourself and get better. And I mean, it's, it's really, really good. It's, it makes life better and better and better. And I like life best at this age. And I'm now 77. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you just and blew my I, mind. <laughs> and I, I love it. I love it. I, I can, I, you know, if I do lose my energy, get tired, I know how to get my energy back. I know how to, I know how to do things with my wow. energies and it's really worth learning. I mean, 
is so worth it. <laughs> That's I wish, what I have to say. I wish, by the way, our guests could see how young you look because I, you know, have you on video right now. And Donna, by the way, is 77, who it looks like she just turned 50. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, clearly, clearly this is working for you. And, uh, and wow. It is um, working. It is working. And, and it makes me cry when I think that I was supposed to check out around 29 because I was so sick. I even had a heart attack at 29. I am so much healthier now than I was when I was young. And, um, and I'm still learning things. I, if something happens to my body or my psyche, I'm so curious. I, whoa, what can I do here for this? And it's just, it's just good. Do you, oh, do you mean I could have been watching you this whole time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't know you were looking at me. <laughs> yeah, the video's on. <laughs> it's been great for me. <laughs> oh. um, Donna, are, are there any resources that you can point folks to so that they can learn more about you and your work. Uh, I know that we have, we'll, we'll obviously include the, um, the links in our show notes. And are the links uh, like our website and stuff like that? Yeah, we have the www.learnenergymedicine.com. I'm sure people can also find you by just Googling Donna Eden, E-D-E-N. Well, what I want you to know, uh, we have so much free stuff on our uh, site. I mean, so much. You can go, just uh, go up to the top of the page and you'll see all of these different things, whether you're interested in a class, you're interested in some of the products. We have free, um, oh, here's something that they ought to do. <laughs> Not ought to, but it's, it's a good thing to do. Every single Wednesday, my daughters and I, one of us, two of us, or all three of us will put out an energy minute. And you can go into the um, daily, let's see, the Wednesday Energy Minute. You can find that online and you'll learn a different thing every single Wednesday that's under a minute and we'll tell you exactly what it's for. Amazing. And that's a great way to learn. It's so simple. And there's lots of you things on the YouTube channels. And um, yeah, you can learn the daily energy routine. You can, you can learn so much online. Um, and this is a, a, what a perfect time. Wow. to get all the information. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much, Donna. And um, yeah, also check out your daughter's work, Tatiana Dolan and the five elements book uh, that you recommend. Yeah, well. Dondi Dolan for the five elements and Titania for, uh, well, her book isn't quite out yet, but she sure has a lot of online videos and things. Oh, and she teaches, she teaches, what is it? She teaches the uh, toddler tips. Because she has a three-year-old, oh. she has a three-year-old, and she, uh, she and he, uh, once a week, um, teach different things for toddlers. Oh, that's amazing. I love that toddler tips, <laughs> Donna. Thank you so much for your time. You are just such a joy and a pleasure to listen to and just so inspirational. Well, you are wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. You're so easy to, you're a great interviewer, a great interviewer. Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, so. And I, I, oh, I, I, well, I'm going to have to find you online or something. I want to see what you look like. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I, <laughs> let's, let's connect uh, for sure. 
Um, for our audience, thanks for joining and for listening. In this episode, we learned about energy medicine and how to use your body's health to achieve optimum health and wellness. You can tune in to Gateways to Awakening, where we host one-on-one conversations with leading experts in wellness and spirituality. Thanks again.